0: This is Autumn Miles, back with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there today? I'm so excited that you are joining us. Uh, we have a really um, amazing guest uh, that that it just released a brand new book here about a month ago, I believe. Um, she's going to talk us through that. I, I want to just welcome you um, to the show. It's Friday here, and um, it's a good day. It's a good day. Weekend is on the way. Uh, I want to highlight to you our, our Blush Network Society groups that we're having once a month all over the nation. Our Dallas group is meeting on a regular basis. It was so packed last time. People have to sit on the floor. It was it was amazing. Such an amazing spirit in that room. If you would like to join our Dallas Society groups, we want you to, guys. We want you to um, email laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at automatic. And she will get you hooked up with um, our group. If you want to lead a group, that's also a possibility. We're looking for new leaders to launch in September. We would love to have you a part of the team, a part of the movement um, that God is doing. He He is definitely up to something. Always up to something, but uh, definitely moving in these groups. Uh, I want to uh, welcome an awesome guest to the show. She is an author, a musician, songwriter. She's a speaker. She's a mommy. Uh, We actually um, both have sons named Moses, which is awesome. Uh, Her name is Krista Black Gifford, and uh, she's going to talk about her new book today um, that Heart Made Whole, which even the title alone itself is healing, especially in uh, we just came out of some crazy times here in DFW. Welcome to the show, Krista. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that that you're coming on the show. I feel like this book is really timely when when, uh, you know, for us here in the DFW area and just, uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we've just seen a lot of, of tragedies and travesties happen. In America, and um, I want you to talk me through this book a little bit, and um, you know the reason the reason why you wrote it. But uh, can you give me just a little background of who you are, what you do, um, so our audience can get familiar if they're not already?
1: Yeah, well, you said it. I'm a mom first, and um, I've got a son named Moses, and just like you, and a daughter named. Goldie in Heaven and a birdie, this one, and I am halfway through my fourth pregnancy, <laughs> so that's fun.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you. My morning sickness just went away, so i, I hopefully, I, I don't, I still have pregger brain, but I
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't feel terrible right now, which is awesome. Good. Um, but I, I live in Nashville, Tennessee with my husband, but I am a Texan. I'm from Abilene, Texas. All right. Yay. And, um, yeah, I wrote this book um, not because I wanted to. It's not something that you ever want to write this book um, about the death of your daughter. And I lost my daughter. I actually gave birth to her in Abilene, Texas, um, on March 5, 2014. And as my heart naturally shattered into millions of pieces, um, I had for the majority of my life, when tragedy would happen or I'd go through a trial, I would always end up turning and putting God on trial. You know, Mm -hmm. how could you let this happen to me? Why did you let this happen to me? And I knew with this level of pain that this pain, if I put God on the other side of that accuser wall, that I would be cutting my heart off from the only healer that could ever put it back together at this mm. magnitude, this, this level of heartbreak. Mm. And so I learned in that season and in that time to treat my heart like I was, you know, caring for a bomb victim. Mm. And instead of shunning my heart and hating it and, or pretending, you know, we do that, we go, oh, God is good, I'm just going to stuff down the pain. Well, I've done that before, and you end up in rehab <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or, Or addiction, depression. I mean, pain doesn't go away on its own. Unhealed pain will always resurface at some point in your life. And so I turned towards my pain, and I charged into it. I went, okay, you know, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because you're with me. So I'm either going to find you in the middle of my pain, or I'm probably going to die. And it was amazing because I found him in the place that I had avoided my whole life. I'd avoided my broken heart my whole life. Hmm. And I found the relationship with the healer, the comforter, the redeemer, the restorer. I found that relationship that I had always wanted waiting for me on the inside of my broken heart.
0: Mm. Wow. I know this is already ministering to people. I mean, you know, the loss of a child. I have four kids myself, Krista, and uh, can't even imagine... I, I just can't even imagine, you know, but I know a, a lot of our listeners can't imagine. And they've been there. And um, what a bold, courageous thing you did to sort of charge into your pain. Man, that is the opposite of what people do. <laughs> it sure
1: is. It's the opposite of what i would always, I've never known what to do. I mean, think about it. You're a little kid. You're right, my first memory of life outside of the home, I had great parents, but my first memory of life outside of the home was sexual. Mm-hmm. And one in four people know what that's like yeah so you're little you don't know what to do Mm -hmm. so what do you do you stuff that pain down because you have to keep going to school and you you need to play with your friends you can't live with the overarching all of that pain at every moment and so we learn to shut parts of our hearts down let them grow cold and go into denial and then you know and i was saved i was a christian so i thought okay I'm just going to shut those parts off of my heart. I'm going to serve out all of my issues. I mean, I was super Christian. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to fast and pray. I'm going to disciple the nations. You know, I toured. I was a musician for years. I still write worship songs, but I toured with Michael W. Smith for 12 Mm,
0: years. Love him.
1: I mean, look like I had it all together, leading worship all over the world trying to call down a God on the outside of me who I didn't understand lived inside of me. I'm a freaking temple of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I mean, I am a walking bomb of the presence of God. Wow. Always try to find God on the outside of me. I always tell people, you know, people go, I can't hear God, Krista. I can't feel him. I said, oh, well, that's easy. That's because you don't want to feel your pain. You've shut off your heart to pain, and when you shut off
0: your heart to pain, you also shut off your heart to love. Wow that what you just said is so profound. I was looking for the God that was on the outside of me. Oh, I mean, if we can just, I, if all of our listeners could just sort of breathe that in for him, and I think that would be transformational in a lot of people's lives. Wow. And, and here he is living on the inside of you this whole time. That's wow. That's good. And pretty, we're, we're ashamed of that stuff, we go, okay, I don't want you to see this
1: God. And I, and I say in the book, you know though you can never be separated from the love of god you can absolutely live like you are by shutting off parts of your heart from him mm. i mean his his love is right there but what we do is we turn towards fear and separation and go this part of me is not good enough to be loved mm. so i'm going to shut it down i'm going to hide it i'm going to do what adam and eve did in the garden i'm going to cover my shame i'm going to cover this place and the thing is, shame is a terrible motivator for healing. You will never, ever be healed and free until you expose every part of your heart to perfect love. Mm. You know, I give all my secrets away. Yeah. I wrote a blog today about racial reconciliation. I'm just, I've been driving around the project this morning just weeping, mm-hmm. going, God, I am to blame for this race issue. This is not about the cops. Mm. and the black America. This is about me as a white woman who's done nothing to take mm. responsibility for racial reconciliation in this country. Mm. And the fear in my heart, I give away all. I said, I've been afraid. Yeah. Here's, my, here's my heart. I have been afraid of certain areas. I've been afraid of, you know, poorer areas, of whatever. And I know that the only way that that part of my heart actually gets to be healed is if I expose it to the light through confession. Wow. So I tell everything because love heals everything. The more that I expose my heart, the ugly parts of my heart, towards connection with grace and forgiveness and that perpetual love, He casts out the fear. Yeah. He casts out, you know, everything that's in there that is ugly, that I don't want anybody to see. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh let me just our for our listening audience, you know, we're uh we're recording this, but uh, this is not going to air for a couple weeks, but we actually are recording it the night after um uh, five five police officers were gunned down here in Dallas, Texas. Of course, we're we're broadcasting from uh the Metroplex. But then just the day before um you know, two black men were killed one the day before and one that the day previous to that. So um, our hearts are very, are very broken right now. Yeah. And there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of pain uh, going on. And I I think I feel like that's really, we, we actually did a show, Krista, just to sort of fill you in here a couple of hours ago, that's going to air on, uh, you know, Monday, um, talking about this fear um, this fear, mm-hmm. it's it's from the black community. It's from the white community. It's from the blue community. There's a lot of fear going on. And um, and, and I love what you just said. You know, the uh, perfect love cast out fear. That's what God's word says and exposing right. your heart to love. Um, that is the remedy that's the remedy to all of these barriers that we you know put put up um, uh, so anyway I I, I love that I, I love that you sort of went there with that because I know that's gonna be healing for for the Metroplex area uh, even though it's gonna air in a in a couple yeah, of weeks the fears
1: not gonna go away anytime soon and you know fear is it's universal fear, there's only two languages that come out of your heart I talk about in the book it's only love or fear that's it hmm. because love is the language of connection which is the reality, we are forever connected to the Father through the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot be disconnected. Somebody's porn addiction, somebody's sin issue, somebody's eating disorder, whatever, that cannot separate you from the love of God. You have perpetually been unified through Christ because of the love of God, the blood of Jesus. Fear, what we do when we partner with fear, we turn our consciousness towards separation. It doesn't mean it exists. It's an illusion. Mm. Yeah. You know, the only problem, the main problem we will ever, ever face as believers is our perception of <laughs> separation from God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's the root of everything. Yeah. So any day, so all day, you know, it, and fear doesn't just have to be about this race issue. It could be about how you're parenting your kids through fear. You're afraid right. your husband's going to have a divorce. You know, you live in constant anxiety. Whatever it is, time we do that, we move our consciousness out of the connection, the forever connection that we have in the holy spirit and usually we look for life god let me connect for you with external things no
0: mm-hmm. you got
1: to go into your temple i go into my temple every day my heart is a temple stocked full of everything i could ever need mm-hmm. i go into my temple and i connect every day because that is who
0: i need to be that's my inheritance mm-hmm. as a believer mm-hmm. Wow, Amen. I, I, let's uh, let's transition just back to the to the the book. You know, Heart Made Whole. I, I love you know. I'm, I'm reading here from um, my notes, but um, I think this is such a good question. You know, we often it says uh, we often blame God when we collide with disaster. Why why do you think that we look at Him and we immediately He is the problem? God is the problem. Why do you think we do that? Well, I think,
1: and I have a whole chapter dedicated to this, but I think. There's a lot of bad theology in the church. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, it's pretty bad with who the good guy is and who the bad guy is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, when, when God created us, he made us in the image of love. And love has to have a component. Otherwise, it would not be love. Love means it has to have a choice. So for Adam and Eve to be created in the image of God, they had to have the choice to reject Him, and they chose. God didn't will mm-hmm. them to eat that fruit. You know, we go, oh, okay, surah, surah, everything's the will of God. If it happened, it was supposed to. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> if everything is, is happening that's supposed to happen, then why in the world do we even pray?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why in the world do we intercede? Why do we go to the lost if it's all just supposed to happen? We forget that we have a will, and I always say people get kind of freaked out about this. But you are the most powerful person in your world, yes. and God set it up that way because you have the power of choice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have the power, and your heart is where this place happens. Your heart is the central nervous system; it's the central computer of your life, where you make a choice every day. Do I default to connection with love, or do I choose fear? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always I always teach my son, buddy. You are so powerful. Are you going to choose to submit today to the Holy Spirit? What does mm. He say to you? Mm. And we just go, oh, God, you know, how could this cancer happen? How could this wreck happen? How could this financial disaster happen? There are things that happen every day because man has a choice. Yeah, You know, I, this is harsh, but I say this in the book, you know, I would go, God, why was I sexually abused for years? How did you let that happen to me? How... How did you let me get raped in high school? How these these things. And honest and every time Holy Spirit would weep with me hmm. and go, Because I love that kid enough to give him a choice and he made the wrong one. Hmm. But let me tell you who I am. Hmm. I'm the redeemer after every mistake. I'm hmm. the restorer. Hmm. I'm the one that gives you the choice to forgive and set you free and set him free. God is the one that comes in after the fall of man happens, after sin and death comes in, when we don't know our authority in a a fallen world or when wounded people just wound us and go, let me show you who I can be and how to push back on the darkness. Mm -hmm. You know, we just go, oh, well, hell is just going to happen to me. That's just, you know, we get our ticket to heaven and we just endure hell. That is not the kingdom. Right. The kingdom is establishing heaven on earth right jesus said i've come to heal the sick to raise the dead to cleanse the death i mean you want to know the will of god look at jesus right he's the will of god with skin on
0: right wow so good okay so uh, so the death of your of your daughter uh, like I said before, I can't even imagine, did you struggle with anger with, uh, against God? Did you struggle with that? Um, and uh, what was kind of a breakthrough moment uh, for you? I I didn't this time um, because
1: I would have, but my marriage was falling apart about three months before she came. I was in full-time ministry, and hmm. <laughs> we were living in Los Angeles, and my spiritual father sat me down I was crying. I was like, these things keep happening to me, you know, in my marriage or with relationships or friendships, and there were all these patterns. And he said, you know, I hate to point this out to you, but uh, the only common denominator in this equation is you. Wow. And all of a sudden I realized I am a victim of life taking zero responsibility for my heart and the contents of it. When the contents of my heart, the pain in my heart, is attracting more pain. It wow. keeps happening. And so, my mom, she's a therapist. She runs a healing center in Abilene, Texas called Gold Monarch Healing Center. And she's a therapist, but she does this inner healing called Heart Sync. So, we packed up our stuff in LA and we drove across the country and we moved to Abilene because we knew. And it, it's so funny to me if Christians' bodies are sick, they are so unashamed to go to the doctor. But every person I know has endured a broken heart, and mm. we're so ashamed and embarrassed to say we need inner healing. And I yet, know. And yet Proverbs 4.23 says that, that, that guard this inner realm, guard this heart above all else because this inner realm is actually producing the content of your life. Right. It's determining the course of your life. Yeah. So we had moved to Texas to get this inner healing three months before Goldie died, and I started having such encounters. God was... So cerebral to me because I had cut off my heart. I'd read Jeremiah 17. I interpreted that like, oh, the heart's deceitful. Uh, let's cut it off. And guys, by the way, that scripture is for unbelievers. That mm. scripture is about the heart without God living in the center of it. Your heart is not deceitful. He lives on the inside of it. Your pain can be deceitful, but not your, your spirit heart. So I went and I started having these encounters with God internally that when my daughter died, I knew these are not your fingerprints. Death is not your fingerprint.
0: Yeah, You're wow. the creator
1: of life. You're not a baby killer. Hmm. And because of that, I had permission. I, you know, I go into this in the book. I had permission to be angry as long as I was angry with him. Hmm. I wasn't angry at him. I was angry with him. He was He, he was died to hmm. overcome the disease that killed my daughter. He hmm. was just as angry as I was. Wow. And we would, he'd go, you need somebody to punch, punch me, I
0: can take it all. I can take your anger. Wow. Love this can is,
1: handle all the ugly parts of us I, as long as we keep them connected to him.
0: I uh, This is so powerful. Everything you're saying. Um, we've had an amazing week this week with our guests. Um, I, I, you know, with the, with the the passing of Goldie, I, we, there's so many women that listen to us on a regular basis that have fertility problems. And I know I've had multiple yes. miscarriages and um, st- even stillbirths and, you know, all sorts of things that happen. Um, and this is this is that is such a unique perspective um it shouldn't be unique and yet some that like you said some somewhere in our theology is wrong you know uh we, we, we've we, got an emotionless god right like,
1: go read the bible you right in the
0: image of him come mm. on <laughs> yeah, he created life he created yes. the life life was his idea all the time yes. it's always his idea um so I, I i love that i love that you said that you know Okay, I, I, I want to talk, we're running out of time a little bit, but you write, if our, if our hearts are anchored in the goodness of God when tragedy strikes, we lower our theology to match our pain. Um, I know you're sort of talking about this a little bit, but but what what exactly are, do you mean by that?
1: So when I want to know the will of God, you know, Jesus talks about it in Matthew 6 kingdom come your will god be done on earth everywhere on earth as mm-hmm. it is in heaven on earth in my marriage and my finances and my body and my culture and my town and my city and the black community and the cops everything racial reconciliation let's establish that is the will of god to establish the kingdom of heaven on this earth mm-hmm. as it is in heaven and if I, re- I want to know the will of God, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, read it. Look what Jesus did. He came with, he's God with skin on. He said, I've come to show you the will of God. So what we do a lot of times, we form theology around what happens. We prayed and they died. We, we prayed and they had cancer anyway. We prayed and, you know, this happened, this tragedy happened. And so it must be God's will. So we lower our, our expectation of the will of God to match our experience with pain. Hmm. When I love, I love in Matthew when the disciples, they were trying to cast the demon out of the epileptic boy, and they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And they didn't go, well, we guess that, God, it was your will hmm. for this boy to suffer his whole life. We guess that let's form our new theology around this, the church theology, that this is the way you're going to heal some, you're not going to heal others, it's your will. They took that boy straight to Jesus, and he's like, guys, I mean, he's kind of, I mean, really kind of annoyed. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yes. And he's like, he's like, ah, he's like a mustard seed. What? The guy, the kid is instantly healed. And what I love, I love going, okay, I will not lower the bar just because I prayed and it didn't happen. I will not form my theology around that. Uh-huh. I will keep the bar so high, and I'll press in going, okay, God, it didn't happen this time, but I'm not giving up. I want to have the authority. I want to be like Jesus. You said you're going to do, I'm going to do greater things than him. I've never raised anybody from the dead. Wow, yeah. You know, and I never will if I just keep forming my theology around life in a fallen world. Yeah. So how do we press into this new kingdom, you know, going, how do we, how do we bring the kingdom of heaven to earth? I say... You will never have authority in your outer world until you have authority in your inner world. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, we're so unaware of what's going on in our heart, and we do not have the authority to to say, Peace be still in the outward world, and it Mm -hmm. it commands the winds and waves to cease. So everything about my life as a believer, and I talk about this in the book, when I started studying the heart, God talks about the heart more than anything in Scripture, more than sin, more than forgiveness, more than love. And if he's talking about the heart more than anything, we've got to learn to pay attention.
0: Yeah. So good. Wow. This is a meaty, meaty book. And, um, I love that you're on the show today. Heart Made Whole is the book. Uh, Krista Black Gifford is talking us through, you know, some of the contents of the book. Um, I, I encourage you uh, guys out there, go get this book. Um, we need this. This is so timely. And I know that God, this, this, the time is totally inspired by God, written by God. Um, but this, this book I think can heal, you know, I know the circumstance with your daughter, but it can heal so many different areas um, because, wow, uh, it, it, it's very, very powerful. Um, we, we just have about a minute and a half left, something like that. What words of encouragement can you give to our listeners that find themselves exactly in in a place of despair, a place of frustration, a place of hurt, heartache? Um, wh- how, how can you leave us today, Krista? Um,
1: I I would just say nothing will ever change until you get intentional and you unzip your chest and you expose all of that to the light. Hmm. We want to change. We, we love our microwave society, our drive through dinners. Everything's fast. But until you go, okay, my life will not change until I begin to understand my heart. You know, Jesus said in Isaiah 61, This was the prophecy about the coming Messiah. He reads the scroll in Luke 4. He says, this is why I came. I came to bind up the broken heart first and then proclaim freedom for the prisoners. We try to get free before we've let him bind up our broken hearts. So for those of you, and every person I know, I don't care what you've been through, every person I know has had a broken heart. Yeah. And we will never find the freedom, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. We will never live in the fullness of that mm-hmm. until we let him into every broken room, every painful vault, everything that we have shut down internally, and let him go in and turn on the light.
0: Amen. Let's, let's leave it right there. Thank you so much for being on the show, uh, Krista. This was really, really powerful, really powerful book. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. Um, I encourage you go get this book. This is this is I just feel like this is going to be such a blessing um, to so, so many different circumstances out there. But especially in light of the things that we've been dealing with and in, in the last couple of weeks with the race and, and uh, the race issue and, and all that sort of thing. God bless you. I pray that you have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to the Autumn Mile Show.